Hey, what's good, everyone? It is Samir from Beat Final Podcasts. Hope you're all well. Just taking this quick time to uh, make a little shout out to our sponsors. Definitely recommend this one. Check it out. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand, Aotearoa. The Music Producers Guild is an advisory service that assists and empowers our music producer industry here in New Zealand. Members get personalized contracts for their music production, free Serato Studio Sample and DJ Pro, access to discounted audio equipment and software, and advice from industry professionals. Buy your plugins through the Music Producers Guild website to help support us all in growing our community. For more information and to sign up as a member, please visit www.mpgnz.co.nz. Huge shout out to the Music Producers Guild of New Zealand for sponsoring Beat Fino. Super, super stoked to be able to share such a positive, positive driving force for New Zealand music on the world stage. Uh, please check them out. Super stoked to be uh, in the guild myself. And I know for a lot of you guys wanting to take their music to the next level, uh, super, super honored to have this opportunity to be around the industry professionals and uh, soak up all the benefits. Back to here to the podcast. Thank you so much all for uh, hanging in and enjoying this testimony so far. Feel free to uh, pop a little message in to our page. Let us know how you've enjoyed this podcast. And stay tuned for more B-Fino episodes. But here, back to the podcast. Here on B-Fino Podcasts. Awesome. Welcome everyone to B-Fino Podcasts. My name is Samir. And this week we're with Solarosa. What's good, my bro? Hey. Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. How you doing? Oh, so good, my bro. And uh, yeah, again, um, yeah, really awesome to get this far in the podcast as people always hear. Um, yeah, I'm really blessed uh, to just kind of keep this going. And uh, yeah, so pretty much, my bro, um, how's things been? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, I yeah, put an album out September last year. So you know it's been it was an independent release um more or less but it's through a label called cartel in the uk um uh but yeah i kind of forgot how much work goes into an album release so it's been yeah i've only just started sort of being able to get back in the studio and make music again now um so yeah it's just been lots of lots of uh, media stuff and um and then summer shows which is all good, but uh, yeah, you know, my happy place is, is in the studio, really. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's super cool to see the sort of uh, producer scene really just grow here in New Zealand too, eh? And um, like, yeah. to, like kind of embracing the whole technology thing. I've been really into how it can really bring New Zealand on the world stage. And it's quite cool, actually. Um, we later on the podcast be cool to touch over it but um in the meantime my bro how how um how did it all begin how did you get into music uh i guess for me like you know initially it was my parents record collection which wasn't extensive uh it was kind of which consisted my dad was you know had a lot of sort of yacht rock they call it now um doobie brothers and fleetwood mac and and stuff like that and then the sort of disco era came along um 
which my mother was into. But my brothers are probably my biggest influence. My oldest brother, um, he kind of brought post-punk and all that sort of stuff into the house. And then um, my my middle, the middle brother, oh, I'm the youngest, my middle brother, he, um, Craig, he, uh, he was into sort of reggae and hip hop and and as well as well as like you know hardcore and um punk and and all that stuff and then i you know i was also just really into music myself and it was you know the 80s so i was into um what came with that which was lots of synths yeah that was the real kind of like uprising of hey we got we got this stuff hey it was like yeah, I mean, I was really into I was real. I was really into the synth stuff. So, like, I basically um, got a paper round. I think I'm, I must have been like eleven or something. And I got a paper round so that I could buy my first keyboard, and um, yeah, which was which was actually this little Casio BL tone thing. Um, and then after that, I got a synth, a little tiny synth, and then I just, you know, I kept getting bigger and bigger. But I, I sort of worked all these jobs after school so I could um, buy gear, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember um, the Peabody hearing um, at his workshops, like, uh, it can, like, be such a, a humble sort of thing after school, like the, the grind just and, like, how much the stuff would have cost back then, too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of money. It was a big deal. I, you know, just paid off over a couple of years or whatever. Um, and and then it was like school bands and stuff, really. You know, um, but I kind of like I kind of forgot. I do, it wasn't until it was like, you know, I was well into doing the Solar Rosa stuff that I realized that I was I was into production from an early age, really, like. I used to buy four tracks and make lots of music on those. And so, yeah, that, that kind of, um, that kind of aspect of the creating of music was, 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 uh, obviously my calling from an early age, but I, you know, it took me years to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, sort of tell us back then, what was the sort of softwares that were coming up at the time? It was very, quite a new thing to even have doors and that. Yeah. Well, there, there wasn't, course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, trackers, yeah. I mean, it was probably even like, that's just coming out, eh? Like, oh, the tracking thing, eh? Yeah, man, it was just the four track. Um, yeah. And then my, my brother, actually, my oldest brother, Mark, he, he, he got a, like, a really flash Akai Professional four track, which was, like, was really a serious piece of gear. Uh, you still put a tape in it, but, you know, it was big, and it even had cushioning on the front, you know, where you rest your elbows and... Um, so I got to sort of use that, which was pretty flash and, um, yeah, so that was, that was, that was the early days. And then, um, I was sort of in bands, like I, I was into, um, I sort of went from being into synth stuff to, um, to getting into more sort of post-punk bands. And then, um, all of a sudden synths became very uncool and I got a guitar and, um, learned a bit of guitar and sort of, you know, had my sort of high school band with um, playing guitar and singing and um, and I did that for years and then joined another band and sort of it wasn't until um, I was 29 that I got started with Solar Rosa. 
so um so that was about the time when yeah the the you know i bought a i spent a ridiculous amount of money on a um mac a beige mac you know yes um and bought a akai sampler and um i basically just bought a simple kind of studio setup but um was ridiculously expensive at the time and um yeah it was for me it was cakewalk that was the first the first door that i used um yeah it was like cakewalk and then cubase and then pro logic and then pro tools and then ableton live so yeah yeah oh wow it's fascinating and like even um back in the day sort of seeing just the sort of softwares that were big back then but like now sort of ableton and fruity loops they've kind of compete but there's actually like yeah there's so so much development back then i think people actually forget um i think cubase were like the guys who helped set the bst standard as well which is which is quite cool to see the evolution of all those softwares so yeah, yeah. i mean I, I um like I say I started on Cakewalk. I think I can't even remember why. Maybe it maybe it was free software that came with something. But um yeah, I, and I sort of moved on to Cubase and and I remember I think it was Cubase that I read like the manual because there was no videos, just no tutorial videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I read I had I read the manual like from page one to the end and I, I basically tried every single thing on each page is like okay if it says to do this i'll try that all right that's how that works and it took me like you know two months or something um, yeah wow to learn how to use the thing but um yeah you know ah, I had yeah, time. <laughs> yeah i was about to say that such a such a big time investment thing back then but you know i guess when when you finally have this chance to do it eh, it's gonna like like you like you mentioned back then it's like to have all these ducks line up in a row I, you wouldn't take it for granted eh, bro? because it's like there's a big thing to even have like yeah. gear but we take it for granted now so it's it's really cool to hear that journey bro and um and so getting into the solar rosa thing my bro and it's like two nine so um did you find being in the bands and all that um sort of helped you in terms of like picking up instruments or even just sort of laying down things or was there like a lot to learn with production as you got into it what was the sort of thing that um really like you found when you started solar rosa yeah well i mean i i wasn't even i don't even know what production meant you know like i just wanted to make music and um i i, t I tell you what happened was was i I'd spent so many years in bands and so talking about from like age 12 or whatever to 29, I was in bands and I was, you know, my, the last band I was, I was in Cicada, I, I, I actually, there was a lot of like approaching record companies and knocking on doors and trying to get meetings with people, trying to get the band signed, all that shit, that by the time I came, by the time I quit all that and wanted to do Solar Rosa, I was so cynical about the industry and I kind of, um, I had my own sort of confidence, maybe bravado, whatever, but um, I, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. Like, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, been there, done that with so many things, I guess, and it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I so, you, I so I, I just wanted to make music for the sake of making music, and I, I certainly had no, 
idea what it was going to turn into or whether it was going to be any good or whether anyone was going to like it. Um, I just wanted to sort of do it for me. And um, yeah, and then when I got to the point where I was like, oh, I've got four tracks here that I, I think are quite good, I, I'll, um, I'll burn them to a CD and then I'll try and like sell them in little indie stores around Auckland. So that's what I did. But you, you know, you only had a CD burner that could burn one CD at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I made these covers like and numbered them one to 50 and um, and went around to these stores of which there was only a couple of like little indie stores on K Road and um, said, oh, do you want to take these CDs on sale or return? And and to my surprise, they sold like quite quickly. So I had to redesign another cover and um, and then keep pressing these CDs and ended up doing about 500 odd before moving on to the next EP. Um, yeah, so that's how it all kind of started. And the second EP was the same thing. I just printed one CD at a time and, and sold them on sale or return in stores. But by that stage, um, you know, I was being approached by sort of bigger music chains around the country asking for copies and I couldn't kind of keep up with the demand. So, wow, yeah. Um, yeah, I approached Festival Mushroom Records who were kind of like the smallest of the major labels at the time and, um, and asked them if they were keen to um, work with me and they, and they were, so I, I signed with them. Um, and then they pressed it. They they took the EP and they pressed it up properly and distributed it, and, wow. and that's kind of how it all kicked off, really. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so cool. And um, yeah, like like especially to hear like that was something like real of a testimony to you know kind of like put it just put it out there, I guess you know like in CD time back yeah, there then, was, like there was know? no internet, man. So yeah. <laughs> there's no metrics it's kind of just like oh it's like we don't know who bought the scene but bought them though no, so I, can't, I, your... can't, I can't remember what year the internet came about but it was like it must have been shortly after that so yeah. you know like um 2000 or something yeah worldwide we're just kicking off yeah and, yeah, um, yeah so that uh that was a whole new thing and you know i remember like i got i got on it quite quickly like i had an email address and all that but fucking not many people did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it built really quickly but it was like anyway so um yeah it was a real hustle i was i was a total mm. little hustler um but you know i had that kind of fierce independent streak uh, you know at the same time so um yeah Wow, now that's really cool to hear, and it's it's actually really cool as well for people uh, who, yeah, sort of don't always know what to do with their music. Where like the actual same thing back then still applies today in a way. With the um, like you said, the no fucks after all these years um, of sort of experiencing what it was like for one one side of the fence, and then kind of thinking, okay, like do your thing and put it out there, and. Um, but you, I guess you learned so much on the way with being in those bands that you can kind of like take those things you learned or the experiences and it sort of like brings in a new flavor, doesn't it, Abra? Like, I think, you know, like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. That, you know, there, there was so much um, that I learned and that, you know, um, 
so many skills and and you know just i don't know it's hard to put a put words to it but but playing in bands and you know just the camaraderie and the touring and the uh, all, all of that stuff live shows and and like really you know starting with a high school band and just sounding like shit but just like working at it and working at it and working at it um i, I think you know has obviously kind of brought so much to um to what i do and i've kind of come back to that now like um yeah i'm i'm sort of um recording a lot more of my own instrumentation and and collaborating with a lot more people so it's kind of come full circle because when i started solo rosa I, i didn't want to collaborate with anybody <laughs> I just wanted it to be me like this was just all about you know um yeah me being in the studio and just and not collaborating with people but i kind of i realized my limitations um after the first couple of albums like yeah the first album second album i started collaborating with people and um you know i kind of feel like music is is meant for collaboration really so yeah right. yeah man i actually had to learn the same thing uh when i started my little music endeavor and yeah eventually i actually stopped feeling like i had to be in full control of the music too because i think that's sort of the thing with collaboration is you have, you have your set style I'm your still set a control artist. freak yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still a, i'm still like let me get your, your set sort of artist inspiration you okay i really dig this stuff Bam, and then some other collaborator comes along and sends you back something like, ah, yeah, like, I, like, I, do I, you I, like this? If this is the direction we're going, we're going to stop it right now. It's like, now I'm actually at a point where we're like, well, let's carry on with it because I might come to like it. And yeah. Sometimes I've yeah. actually done that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've been in that position for sure, especially with, with um, recording, you know, vocals and stuff as I mean, Kevin Mark Trail, who I work with, is really is really good like that. He'll come in and say, "Okay, I've got this idea," and you, you might hate it, but and sometimes I'll just be like, "Yeah, I'm not sure about this, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna right. persevere." And like, and then all of a sudden, it's like, "All oh, right, I see what you're trying to do," and you know, I, I guess I've kind of learned the skill of collaborating and sort of knowing when to step back and and you know, knowing when to step in and um when to shut up and when, yeah. to say so- when to say something and how to say it w- without you know <laughs> just cutting it yeah yeah <laughs> sounding like a control freak or whatever you kind of took a long yeah. time to learn those skills yeah uh, that's so cool bro. I've, I've started to really have the same approach even in terms of not being like in this feeling of oh this everything is super super has to be exactly what I think represents me because actually learned there's like a lot that you can get from helping everyone understand that uh, by collaborating and by meeting people like the, the the benefits you get from that far outweigh that whole like oh this is my music like the things you learn the experiences you know like um as we sort of know this that that community you get and and just the camaraderie is it is actually something quite powerful um, there so it's really yeah. cool you touched on that bro um but yeah sort of like speaking of the sort of um direction as you're starting solo rosa was there any like artist inspirations was there like was it kind of like a big melting pot or was it fully like okay i'm gonna just sit down with some gear and just kind of come up with stuff i mean i did the whole thing in my um 20s where i just was like a sponge i was just like 
uh, you know, I was going through genres, like I was like really into jazz and collecting everything that I could and listening to everything that I could. And then I sort of, you know, um, it was like world music and classical music. And, and I was just into everything and anything. I kind of, um, I felt like, uh, you know, if I wanted to persevere as a musician and sort of, um, grow and have a voice or whatever that I, that I had to know about as much music as I could. Um, but with Solar Rosa, I think, because I was playing in an indie guitar band and that was like, that was my steez. And then I, I started swaying towards like hearing, you know, like that, that mix of like rock, when rock goes into like, you know, funk. Yeah, funk, yeah, the rock funk, yeah, yeah. So there was like Funkadelic and Parliament and all that. And then um, Public Enemy and um, yeah. and stuff like that. And then, and then it was James Brown, and it was like my music direction started to kind of veer. Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, my influence, and then, and then there was like artists and labels, like there was like David Holmes, who was a massive influence at the time, and, and um, Howie B, and labels like um, Moax and Ninja Tune, DJ Shadow, and yeah, and all, that, all of that stuff. So. All of a sudden that started becoming my world and and um i was living on k road and hanging out at a cafe called Irby at orby and like there were people the people that you were hanging out there were there was like headless chickens you know crew and nra and all those old sort of um electronic flying nun cats wow. and that. But, the, but the music that they play in that cafe was like lots of dub and electronic dub and um uh you know funk and soul and hip-hop and stuff like that so mm. it sort of like just started becoming my world where i was yeah, listening yeah. what i was listening to and where i was hanging out and um so all of a sudden like i mean i still love rock music but i don't you know all of a sudden it it it, it you know yeah it's just thing. what you're all around yeah it's, just, it's funny how it kind of catches you out as well you just sort of like before you know it you're like whoa i'm actually i'm actually fully involved like fully into this it's all around me and then yeah next thing you know you're like out there making it eh? <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i you know i was never never that good at any one instrument so um i don't know whether i had an adhd or something as a child but i was really not like yeah lessons I, I took lessons and all that but i i just couldn't concentrate so um i never stuck with that you know but i can play a little bit of everything which is sort of you know it's good for um home recording <laughs> yeah exactly and then that's um that's so cool you mentioned that because there's there's an amazing sort of advance in technology where there's there's like this way that a lot of people who can't play any instruments are really at the forefront of music at the moment and it's like because like computers in a way whether people like it or not are actually aiding the whole like what's in your head out there and um it's it's really exciting especially in beat making and dubstep kits like skrillex and that we talk a lot of beat photo about kits like skrillex for that very reason um but yeah did you did you find there was sort of like things you're messing around with synth wise as you're getting into um solar rosa like production wise or were you very much focused on trying to like keep some instrumentation in there. Um, I was just trying to work with what I had. So like yeah. um, most of 
most of the early stuff is um i mean the first two eps is a lot of synths but it's and drum machines and stuff but it's like uh, it's all it was all software i think um and then i had my sampler so i was sampling a lot of stuff and a lot of um you know a lot of record collecting and just sampling old op shop records um nice and making the most of sort of well, I wasn't making the most yeah. of it. I was just really into that. It was like, you know, yeah, buy, all, yeah, yeah. buy these records and go through, like listen to every single second of it and find little samples and record it and um, make, you know, make all these libraries of samples. Yeah, and, chops and all that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you can't, you can't really, um, you can't sample like that these days. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, um, you can, but like, you know, um, for me, yeah, my publisher's always kind of like, any samples in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sort of, before you know it, you're chucking this, the sample straight into a sort of a manipulator and before you know it, you're way off. But yeah, like the actual sort of, hey, I want to use this cool sound yeah, as I mean, it if is, you, flip, you know? If you flip it and, you're, and it's way off and whatever, then so be it if it's not recognizable, but um, you have to kind of be clever with it and um, make it your own or, yeah i mean even then i don't know man there's like yeah there's websites out there now that like will you know have have logs some of my tracks with like this sample's been taken from here and it's like shit. Oh, how do they know that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> generally like you're genuinely kind of making it not as easy yeah 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 it's yeah it's, Funny. But, um, yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to sample less at the moment and record more of my own stuff or and more, more of other people, um, which which I'm enjoying is and kind of a it's not a new thing but it's um, first time I've had a microphone set up in the studio wow, and wow. permanently and I'm you know like got all my toys and recording stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Which bro. has been inspired, I should yeah. say, you know, by watching people like. Um, Spell yeah, and, spell, and, yeah. and count and and those yeah. kind of new, new cats that are um, making their little beat videos and it's like oh, that's cool you know that's you know I, I find those guys inspiring. Me too. Yeah, it's it's and like they they kind of really into the uh, technology side of manipulating their voice or just really kind of I like the talk box thing. Eh? I really try to get into buying a little talk box thing or knowing how to really do it. So that's kind of what I'm doing piano yeah. lessons at the moment. Yeah, I mean. I, my keyboard it's player's got one apparently. I only just found out. Like Peter Laupolu plays keys in the band. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh, it's quite hard to play, man. I was like, shit, it's hard to play for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's speaking like an expert telling you. Yeah, it's when you know, but um, man, like, I'm, I'm really pressing on. That's kind of the things I want to do before I die is kind of master the talk box. And um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a it's such a cool little, um, like, it's kind of like a hacker because till this day, you know, it's like a mixture of something like you just can't put your finger on exactly but it's like you know it's really it's really fresh you know yeah 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 well spells the man with that talk yeah talk. exactly <laughs> but yeah man um yeah so sort of especially here in new zealand um what are some of the cool places like you know because you had like a long history in this um cool people you got to meet and like yeah just maybe some cool milestones over the years there's quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, you know, cool people. There's been a lot of just a lot of collaborators, really. Um, yeah. Be they, you know, musicians here or, or 
or overseas but um I, I guess as far as milestones for me like you know i did a couple of world tours and stuff which was pretty cool yeah. um what are some of the countries you got to go to so i checked up um one one like, i think it was like the get it together album tour we we did like we went all through europe um it was like france and um germany and bratislava and um flew to turkey for one show at at one stage which was nuts um and then went to like new york and down to um uh, we played all, all through the states but yeah sort yeah. of down through california and um uh did a did I do a Mexican show? I think I did a show in Mexico. Yeah, that's yeah. So there's been, you know, that that's pretty cool when I look back on that stuff and go, it was a bit of a whirlwind at the time, like. But um, that yeah. was pretty nuts. Yeah, because I noticed a lot of um, when people on tour and stuff, it can be a bit of a blur, like just trying to pick, remember all the different sites you've seen in such a short amount of time, right? Yeah, I, I remember going to Paris and like I. I really wanted to see the Eiffel Tower, but I could see it in the distance and it was like we were on the motorway and it was like, there it is, there it is. Oh, and it was gone and that was yeah, it. Yeah, that and was it for the whole thing. We did the gig and um, it was a nutty gig, man. We got locked in our hotel because there was a shooting and um, they wouldn't let anyone out. And it was like, we were really late for the gig and then they were going to shut the PA down at 11, uh, 11, 11.30 or something. And we, we got there at like, 11 o'clock and played for half an hour and then they shut wow. <laughs> shut the PA down um, and um, and then it was like get up in the morning and we were we were gone so you know there was a lot of that but um, yeah still cool New York was the same it was like come I came in at night time it was like wow this place is amazing and then the next morning we were gone you know but yeah oh wow cool. yeah so so just to remind me what um so, so what band was that again? What was the tour called? Um, I think that was the Get It mm. Together tour. Yeah. And then we, we sort of went back again and did um, another another tour for that album. Oh, wow. Um, and went to Canada and stuff. And Wow. Wow. So, that, so was there all the band or was like how many people in the band? No, it was just like a, a well, yeah, we like did tour with the band, but um, yeah, I mean, we did like sound system. I can't even remember, man. Yeah, look at different shows. I'm just looking at a poster on my wall because I it, like the Get It Together says Get It Together sound system tour. So I, I know that we toured as a sound system through Europe, and then I think oh cool yeah on this maybe the second time around we we went with the band and um, but we did some sound system tour stuff as well, which is just like me and two singers, but um. Wow, yeah, you know, so meet people eh? just like, <laughs> It was nutty, man. I remember one I remember one show that we did. We did like we were, I think we played Seattle and then um Portland. And then three of us got in a plane and flew to um Lake Tahoe and got picked up in a limousine. Um <sighs> which was just weird and then yeah. driven to a casino and 
we had like an hour to rest up wash up whatever and then we did the show and then it was like an hour to sort of like you know wash and whatever and then get back in this limo that drove us to the airport so we could drive back to um portland to meet up yeah <laughs> just stuff like that um yeah. and it's not like we were you know big or anything that was just mm. um uh, that was obviously just what the the, the casino had sent limos out for you know whoever was performing <laughs> yeah yeah how it all happens <laughs> it's so cool it's pretty oh, funny yeah no oh, that's amazing and um yeah i think it's so awesome that like sort of experience you can get from music like the gift that keeps on giving in a sense right the amount of cool places you've been to Suddenly, i love that part of it i love that about music yeah sometimes mm. Uh, it happened to us recently, you know, we played this festival called Tora Bombora, um, just just sort of, yeah, it's Martinborough area, but it's on the coast. And that was one of those times where you just end up in this place and it's so beautiful when you're like, fucking music, man, music takes you. Sometimes it just provides these opportunities and these really special moments that you, you get from nothing else. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of... Um, yeah sometimes drama and sometimes aggravation and sometimes you know like poverty or whatever yeah um, poverty yeah well i haven't talked about much but it's, it's what i was thinking you're going to be doing the talk i just felt the end it was like yeah it can be very hard sometimes is what he was saying because it's yeah. um, it's it's sort of like the amount that you invest it's not just money and time it's actually like energy eh? but it's genuine energy um yeah well there's that and then there's, you know? and then there's the whole thing of like once you're in the game it's kind of like you know i came to realize this again when i put this new album out i was like shit now you've got to promote the thing and you've got to do i don't want to do that like yeah it's so tedious i don't mind doing it but it's like it can be tedious eh? it's um it's just sort of hard work and it's not it's not you know what i'm into and but you've got to do it it's like if you want to play the game you've got to do that stuff and um yeah and that's just like any job i guess is like you know there's good aspects to it and then there's just the work you know um but uh yeah it is what it is you know exactly if if you if you want to if you want to play the game play the game and flip the script is what i say yeah you sort of you can flip the script all you like but yeah you'll be times you have got to play the game and the only way to play the game is to play the game <laughs> yeah i you know I, I after this album i kind of thought shit is this how i want to play is this how i want to play the game like you know so yeah. I, nice. my plan my plan this this time around is to sort of actually really have a think about how i want to do the next one um what I do and don't want to do and kind of, I don't know, I guess try and manifest that as, as yeah. much as you can. But um, Exactly. No, you that's, know. I feel you, man. I feel you. And I, I, I was super blessed to have a track come out um, just last month. Uh, it was the first big release. And I knew it was big because I was sitting on it for three years and then eventually I realized the exact thing I was finished with was pretty much what I had in the beginning yet for three years straight. There was that sort of like, yeah, when are you getting that out? So. I was very lucky to get it out, but yeah, I, I realized everyone just, everyone's keen to hear it out, but everyone also is like just as much wanting it out, not understanding how it gets out and the way they expect it. It's like, hey, yeah. it's like, it's cool you're hearing it out now, but 
I never have planned to do a music video. Like I don't, I'm a mu- I don't know how to do music videos. So that well, was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, it's not just about the music. It's about yes. every aspect of, um, it's about your album cover. It's about your uh, video. It's about, you know, whatever little content bits you're putting out. It's all like, it's all part of the package. Um, how you want to look and how you want to, you know, um, be represented. So yeah, you have to care about, you have to care about all of that stuff. Yeah. And um, you know who you've got in your team, like everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not as it's not just making music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm great. I was kidding there, but yeah, like the, the reality is, like you said, it's really interesting. Like the the team that came on board to help me as well, bro. Like it really just a lot of it did come out of nowhere, but a lot of it came out of like those like those years, those experiences, the people you meet along the way. And it's, I think it's a real cool gem for people tuning in on the show is to sort of see the sort of, um, the map out of the work you will have to do, but also the work you can get help with, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I kind of, I'm a lot older now, so I, I, I learned a lot, like, and, and some of it through, like, just really hard times or um yeah learning things the hard way eh? <laughs> yeah bro learning things the hard way and um just sort of learning to be humble but um if i could go back and have words with my you know self when i was starting out with solar rosa i totally would because yeah um like i say there was a lot of there was definitely a lot of bravado there there was a lot of um i think just kind of yeah cynicism and and you know um but i i was very probably very anti-industry and whatnot back then but you know a lot of those people that i kind of um still work with now you know you sort of forget are, are all just like music heads themselves and you know everyone's just trying to get by and and do what they love doing so um yeah it's a very grounded yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm certainly loving the like ability to hear from everyone because it, yeah, it helps me on my own journey, bro, and make sure I stay grounded and, and really aware of uh, yeah the sort of leaps we can all take from each other's books and and kind of like little cool little things and and kind of getting up to the end of the podcast, my bro, because um, we, yep. we have things to do. But um, I'm so right. again so blessed to have your time. Um, this is our pretty much our part of the show where we like to give back whether it be encouragement or little uh, things you've learned along the way maybe little gems um or tips or tricks but but yeah man what's some um any cool any cool words for people out there maybe getting started or wanting to take things um a bit more serious with music my bro not that you can take music too seriously but you know like you know oh well, you can i mean like I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's been times when I kind of wanted to throw on the towel. There's been lots yeah. of times when I wanted to throw on the towel, but when it comes down to it, um, like I just love it, you know, like, um, I love what music gives and, you know, um, how it makes you feel. And, um, so yeah, I don't know if you, for those starting out, I, I, you know, just do it, man. Persevere. Like, um, I think, and hustle you know there's no like the, the you could you gotta it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be hard work and there's no other way to get around that but just to work hard um so whether that's like you know 
getting a GoPro or whatever and making your own little videos or, um, you know, getting yeah. out there and talking to people and collaborating and um, giving as much as you get, you know, just, yeah, yeah. It's a huge one, yeah, give as much as you get, eh? Like, there's the whole dynamic of, yeah, like you said, the people that come together and the collaboration, so. You can't just uh, take, take. Yeah. You can't, you exactly, can't just take. <laughs> yeah, it you doesn't work in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It'll cut. Yeah, man, it's, um, man, it's a, it's a full, full on thing, bro, so. You know, if, somebody's, if somebody's doing you a favor, it's like, okay, what can I do for them in return, all that stuff. Mm. Took me years to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shot my bro. Yeah, bro. No, it's so so cool. Well, um, now thank you so much for being on the show, my bro. And um, yeah, you, any any sort of last minute plugs or things we can watch out for, or is it so just flowing? Uh well, it's been like you know, it's been a bit of a ridiculous kind of time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I you know I had a a whole um, album tour. This is the first album I've put out where we haven't done an official yeah. tour just wow. like it was like tried to organize it fell apart tried to organize it again fell apart tried to organize it again fell apart so um yeah i don't know man mm, i just you know <laughs> i know i know there's um i know there's some pretty cool remixes coming out soon from this album and um there's an instrumental release of the album and a deluxe edition and and um yeah, there was like some vinyl pressings that we were looking into, but that's just become a whole ridiculous yeah. thing with the shipping. And the um, so, yeah, but anyway, there'll be new stuff coming yeah. out. Hard, my bro. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super, super, super excited for that all. Yeah, especially that instrumental thing. I'm, you know, as producers, that's sort of, you know, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thing I love. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, my bro. Pleasure, man. Awesome. Well, everyone, that was episode 40 of Beat Fino Podcast. Really appreciate your support and love for getting us this far and uh, really excited for the years. We continue to have more people to share their testimony here in New Zealand music. And we really um, yeah, encourage you all to share these episodes out and support us. We are building ourselves on Patreon more. Uh, but without further ado, this has been Beat Fino with Samir. Peace and love, Fino.